Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of a podcast of spurious morality. Um, Out of Time 3, Wink has been released this week and we have thoroughly enjoyed it. So just to talk about it, there's me Johnston and I have Connor with me as well. Hello. So um, Out of Time 3, it's out. Yeah, and the trilogy's finally done. Um, I remember the date was announced very, very well back in the dim and distant past. So it was the very first COVID lockdown. <laughs> and, it was, uh, yeah. It was one of those ones, I think, that sort of just came at the right time. It was we needed a wee bit of a boost and all of a sudden it's David Tennant's going to do a trilogy of multi-doctor stories at Big Finish. Um, I remember being a bit disappointed that that they were going to come out over the course of you know three years. But I think that's turned out to be quite a blessing in the end because we've had we've had basically an annual special with the tenth Doctor uh, teaming up with one of his his classic counterparts, which is it's quite fun. And yeah, it, it's. Um, I remember sort of ordering the set and thinking, "Good grief, you know, I'm ordering something that's two years off." But it's like you say, it's been it's been special. It's been a nice sort of annual treat, and I think that. Um, Obviously, we got quite a lot of David Tennant at Big Finish out of the lockdown. We we sort of benefited in that way, um, and a lot of that came very quickly. Sort of Dalek Universe was great, but it was all over and done within six months. Um, so it's been nice to have this as a bit of a, a slow burn, really, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and the classic companion set as well later on in the year. Um, I'm actually quite disappointed that we, you know, we're getting to the end of Tennant's lockdown work and we don't really have a lot of well i was going to say we don't really have a lot of 10th doctor to look forward to but that's that's not true anymore but we don't have enough uh, yeah. doctor big finish to look forward to anymore which is a little bit sad but it's been great while you know while it lasted yeah and it's um it's been good to sort of hear what they can do with tenants on audio as well i think and there's been some nice fan pleasing tick box tick boxes like you know like you say we've got the companion set coming up we've had these three out of time releases we've had the sort of Terry Nation Dalek universe type stuff it, it's been very much it's been nice to anchor the tenth doctor to perhaps the classic era of Doctor Who a little bit more yeah because something i always sort of thought about with the um you know the 10th doctors pre-covid you know pre-lockdown pre-covid stuff was it's great but it sort of exists away off in its own little bubble whereas the joy of big finish sometimes is that the, the, you know different parts of the universe do get to bump up against one another um and it was something they hadn't really done with the 10th doctor and then we seem to get a real a real glut of it all at once um so it you know, the lockdown stuff did tick off a few things that I really wanted. I wanted a series and we got Dalek Universe. I wanted them, you know, to, to have a you know some multi doctor stuff and we got the out of time uh releases. Um he meant River Song. So I, I there was a lot of things that I had sort of had in a like a checklist in my head that I'd really like them to do with the tenth doctor and most of it has been ticked off now. Yeah, it's fair to say that they've made the most of having this. I mean, from what I can gather, it was a fairly short window to record with him. It was 20 days or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm, they really did make the most of that. And, you know, we got the epic, basically, fourth tenant series. We got the River Song stuff. We got the Out of Times. We got, we've done quite well. And we're not too far off... Um, 
having uh, him meet the War Master again. That's due out in the next couple yeah, of weeks, yeah. isn't it? It is, yes, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's been good to, like you say, tick some things off that tenant list. Um, let's talk about Wink, then. Um, what, were you, what are your thoughts? What did you think of it? I really liked it, and now it'll take you know, me to do a re-listen or two, um, but it's quite possibly a candidate for my favourite of the bunch. Um, that first one with Tom Baker and the Daleks was always going to be a hard beat because at the end of the day I am a pathetic Doctor Who fan and that's, you know, that's the dream. But this one was really, really good and I've, I've always loved, um, you know, since I started listening to Big Finish, I've loved the sixth Doctor and I've loved Colin Baker. So it's been it's been really good to hear him get a, a bit of uh, love from the 10th Doctor. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you know, the 10th Doctor and the 4th Doctor, that was that was one hell of a fan-pleasing exercise. That was a big box ticked. Um, he'd already met the 5th Doctor. We kind of knew what the dynamic between the two would be. So yeah. kind of meeting the 6th Doctor in Wink, it was kind of slightly different territory maybe it's i think we knew how four and ten would get on we obviously knew how five and ten would get on so six and ten it's it's probably the most interesting match of the three actually yeah i think you're right i i definitely i think it was the most unpredictable one um because the sixth doctor has a little bit more bite than the other two um in in the art of time trilogy do maybe have and it was it was it was really, really fun to hear that come out a bit and hear, you know, a little bit of a squabble between the two, which wasn't really so present in the other the other two. And it was maybe a little bit more along the lines of what you might expect from a multi-doctor story. You know, the two of them sort of infighting. But I loved the, the dynamic, which was more like the 10th Doctor teasing his past self. Um, and that really came out towards the end, you know, yo, you love it. Yeah, um, calling him call, curly. Yeah, calling him curly. You know, so yeah, I, I really like the two of them, sort of getting to spar off against one another a bit. Yeah, absolutely. That was it was very enjoyable. Uh, I also think that it was a great use of the Weeping Angels, which I'm still amazed works so well on audio. Sort of on paper, when you think about it, the Weeping Angels should not work well on audio, but actually. I think in all their appearances, they've actually been handled quite well. And this one sort of used the fact that you were only hearing and couldn't see to its advantage. There were characters that had no concept of what sight is. Um, and I think that's, yeah, it's an interesting route to take them down. Yeah, and it, it did something again that I, I noticed with... Um, village of the angels in in series 13 they're in flux um which is the, the the weeping angels have sort of started moving over into classic monster territory where they have a bag of tricks now that you can roll out and and that was something village of the angels did where I, it was the first time i thought of the weeping angels as a like a doctor who monster of the week rather than a special you know oh the exciting monsters are back you know it's, it's it was sort of on the same line as you know bringing back the zygons or um, you know the Ice Warriors, um, which is quite I, I quite liked. But this does a similar sort of thing where it rolls out some of the tricks and expands on them a little bit. Um, 
I loved seeing what happens to the angels when they feed on. We're, we're getting into spoiler territory now. When they feed on a time lord, um, because they get to send the sex doctor back in time, and it means that they've pulled up enough energy then to multiply and create new versions of themselves. Um, so that was a nice new twist on them, and I really loved that they brought back the speaking with you know the victims' voices thing um, from the series five two parter. Um, yes. You had the angel Bob in it, and the voice is quite. They mentioned it in the extras. The voice is quite calm, placid. It's completely different here because you can really hear the angels' malevolence coming through, and it was absolutely terrifying. Um, I really, really loved that. Yeah, there was something particularly, uh, I suppose, vindictive about the the voice and the way it was used, which did add that extra sort of layer of chillingness to them. Chillingness, that's a word now, apparently. Um, yeah, it, it definitely added sort of a bit of a new level. With 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 this being audio, it's quite hard to sort of envisage the Weeping Angels and whatnot. But I think something this story had was a really good sense of location. Um, some of, you know, it's quite an abstract environment, you know, the white void. Um, but you do get some background description. You get the mirrored walls of the city, um, that big gallery that they go into with the sounds and whatnot. It's actually, I find it really easy to visualize this story, which was something I was worried about going into because I knew it was going to take place, you know, in this planet where there's too much light that you can't actually see through it. Um, and there, you know, I was sort of thinking, oh, it's just going to be the character stumbling around a white void and it's going to be difficult to imagine it. But it was actually really, really well done and really well handled that you could imagine and you could really easily visualize um everything i think it's the kind of location you could actually see the series doing very early on in the 60s isn't it really Mm. sort of you know a mirrored city and a world that's so incredibly bright it's sort of right out of seasons one and two yeah yeah Um, you can actually see sort of how the series would have handled that is it is a little bit sort of Kiza Marinus type stuff but yeah it used very very effectively here and um, it's it's the first time we've heard the sixth Doctor with the Weeping Angels as well I think isn't it it is yes Um, hopefully not the last because I I do you know I think it's fair to say they're one of my favourite monsters and I do love hearing them pop up I think there's a fourth Doctor one with them coming which I'm really looking forward to but, um, yeah, it'd be nice to hear them again with, with the 6th or the 7th, even. Yeah, absolutely. So keep bringing them back on audio because they absolutely do work. And I think we're now at the point where any doubts about that are firmly in the past. Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah. Okay, then. Um, any further thoughts at all? Um. Just that I really hope this isn't the end for, for the out-of-time format, I suppose. Um, I Even if they're not bringing back the 10th Doctor, you know, specifically, I'd, I'd like to see more of this because something I've loved about all three of them is that they're so completely, you know, they're, they're unashamed fun. They're, they're just really, really easy listening. You can pop them in and listen. They're so much, they're so enjoyable to listen to. Um, and it does appeal, I think, to our fan side, but the stories have been all of a really high quality. Um, so it is something I'd like to see them bring back in future, just, you know, every year or so, just have a multi-doctor story, just, you know, for the sake of it, per, you know, get a few unusual pairings in. 
Um, you know, because that was something that you, you're never ever going to see on TV is the tenth and fourth Doctor's meeting, or the tenth and fifth Doctor. Well, <laughs> you did see the tenth and fifth Doctor, but it's something <laughs> I don't think we're likely to see again. Um, you know, as David Tennant interact with classic Doctors, so I'd 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 really love them to do it again, and I'd I'd love a tenth Doctor and an eighth Doctor because they're two of my, you know, absolute favorite Doctors. Um, but yeah, even if they want to branch it out into you know two classics or Christopher Eccleston on a classic I'd, I'd, I'd really like them to keep doing them I think one sort of advantage of the out of time stories over big multi-doctor ones is it is just two doctors and it actually becomes quite an interesting sort of character piece for both of them uh, we yeah. talked about this um, when we did the David Tennant episode the other week how so we got the best of Tom Baker and the best of David Tennant because it was just the two of them playing off against each other as opposed to lost in a big conversation with five or six doctors in it. Um, yeah. Which is what the sort of big celebratory multi-doctor episodes do. And it's one reason that I'm a big fan of the two doctors. It's because the second doctor gets a decent chunk and gets this sort of really good interplay with the sixth doctor which again if it was a big special you wouldn't get they'd all come together in i don't know the room at the end the tower rassilon or whatever and they'd all just kind of drop a line finish each other's sentences isn't this funny bad guy's gone um yeah i really really think having just two doctors as opposed to all of them in the same room really does sort of create a good opportunity for us to see or hear in this case the best of those doctors yeah and that's something wink did really well as well um was there was no messing about at the start i think it got to like three or four minutes in and all of a sudden the two doctors have met and we're into the we're into the main body of the story you know it doesn't waste any time with with setting up two strands to come together it just you're straight into what I suppose the selling point of these stories is, is, you know, you've two doctors in an adventure together. Yeah. then it's, I mean, out of time, one kind of played with, played with it a little bit, didn't it? It sort of, there was maybe the first 10 minutes of tenant not wanting to know, uh, not wanting the fourth doctor to know who he was. Yeah. Um, and then there was that great little moment where he sort of goes, oh, I'm grinning because, I think he knows who I am and I think he knows I know and all that kind of thing. Um, and there was so, it was that nice penny drop moment and it was great in that one. But by the time we've got to this one, it yeah. was good to just go, who are you? I'm the Doctor. Who are you? I'm the Doctor. Oh, we're both the Doctor. All right, carry on. And that was it. That was, that was yeah. all sorted nice and quickly. Um, I'll just quickly mention that uh, it's Tennant's last story, isn't it? Chronologically, it's the Tenth Doctor's last story. Um, see, I I think Out of Time One still has that because there's dialogue at the end of it that ties into the very start of of Out of of the End of Time. Even um, he mentions um, the phosphorus carousel. That's where he is at the end of Out of Time, and at the end, that's where he has just come from in the End of Time. But. Ah. For a moment at the end of this, I thought they were going to tie it into the War Master. <laughs> um, because you do have that drum beat sound um, 
and it's I I you know it's it's very clearly a always heading towards um the end of time to to meet the John Sim master and and do all that. But I did think it was quite cool that we have this, you know, the sixth doctor story here or the you know the art of time ending with a hint that he's going to meet the master and he is going to meet the master in just a couple of weeks. <laughs> Even better. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I hadn't picked up on that, and I assumed that sort of the bit at the very end was, no, no, don't take me there, I'm not ready yet, as in he's on his sort of grand tour at the very end. Yeah, and, oh, it's, it's definitely edging towards the end of that, you know, that incarnation's yeah. time, yeah. But yeah, I suspect you're, you're right, actually. It probably is before the end of time as opposed to during it. Um, but yeah, nevertheless, it's it's certainly very late in the day for him and he's aware that his regeneration is on its way yeah i think um, he's i think i would put it a little bit before out of time one because uh, as far as i'm concerned it still has to be his last one um it ties in to the, the end of time as i say but this i think does fit quite nicely into that farewell tour um where he's trying to avoid going to the Ood sphere um and he just hasn't quite accepted it yet yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we shall leave it there. But um, I hope listeners enjoyed it as much as we did. It was certainly a nice way to round off the trilogy. And uh, I hope there's more. I, I quite like what you sort of said about the how the format can exist without the same Doctor. So it could be the Eighth Doctor meeting, the Fourth Doctor, or whatever we want. So, yeah, let's let's see if that kind of thing happens. I hope so. Yeah. The one I would really, really love them to do just because there's so much potential for it. And I know Christopher Eccleston is, um, you know, against multi-doctor stories. But if they ever, you know, if he ever changes his mind, I'd love them to do an eighth doctor meets the ninth doctor story. Because there's the version of the doctor that chooses to join the war meeting the version of the doctor that has fought in it and has all the regrets. You know, there's, there's quite a lot of potential there. I'd love them to do that with the out of time format someday. Yeah, absolutely. And it would give the Ninth Doctor a chance to kind of face the time war that 10 and 11 got in Day of the Doctor, but the Ninth Doctor never did. Yeah. Right then. Well, yep. Thank you very much, Connor. Um, We'll be back with a normal episode next Wednesday. Uh, I think um, I'm talking... Ooh, what's next Wednesday? Oh, that's it. I'm talking very, very, very early big finish releases with Tim and Alex next Wednesday so there's one to look forward to meanwhile um, we'll we'll do one soon Connor yeah absolutely thank you very much for having me on right, lovely thank you take care now goodbye bye bye